Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger. I'm here with my co-host Mike Connolly. Hello. And Tara Connolly. Hi. And another treat. Who would have thunk it? We have Andy Bolas of Evil Moisture in the studio with us today. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Happy to have you here, Andy. I'm happy to be here. We yeah. are. Thanks for the nice cocktails. Oh, well. <laughs> of course. Great. Oh, yeah, the gentle tinkle of ice. <laughs> You're going to hear so some nice. ice. Uh, Tara's got a nice hot buttered rum going mm-hmm. there. Oh yeah, that was a good, great mouth noises. Nice glasses, yeah, (laughs) nice everything. We try to treat our guests right. Yeah, Yeah. great treat. Great also treats Tara and I right as well when we come over. So it's we appreciate it. I make drinks. It's look, this is a team effort, and we all we all have our own special gifts. (laughs) We all need to be comfortable and well nourished. Um, (laughs) Wait, what are you drinking? What's in that? This is hot buttered rum. In a in a in mug. a, in in a, a mug. Carolina mug. In a Carolina yes. mug. <laughs> a Carolina mug. So it's like cinnamon and nutmeg and warm rum. What could be better than yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, that mug was a gift from Aaron Delaware. Oh, Aww, there you go. I love this. Is a great, what a great uh, what a great <laughs> atmosphere we have going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Andy, this is exciting. Uh, obviously, and we've uh, we were I'm trying to remember when we first met and the, through the haze of the years it's all it's all a blur but certainly in Paris is that still where you call your home um yeah i lived in a squat in paris for like yeah. 8 years or so where you you guys played Multiple when times. you when yeah. you were in wolf eyes and yeah. everything like and that. Hair yeah yeah and hair police yeah amazing lest you forget oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um uh yeah but i'm now living in like 35 miles from paris uh in the countryside with like with like 25 miles of forest in front of the wow. in front of the place and it's like literally in front of the in front of my place so that's a very do, different do you, lifestyle do you, yeah are you enjoying that change and, uh, i mean i'm enjoying paris more because of that because i can escape mm-hmm. back there and it's like it's like half an hour by train so mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's super cool yeah, has it affected like what you are creating <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. When I lived in the squat, it was like hell. There was like, there was like this fucking jazz drummer playing underneath my ass all day. <laughs> there was like this shitty two shitty nightclubs just oh over my the God. street. It was a, it's a cr- now, it was a crazy place. And yeah, I mean, it was good to visit, but not really good to live there. Oh, you know? I can imagine. And um, now it's the opposite. I, I can hear like owls and stuff mm-hmm. out of the window. It's like Jez Franco sound effects out of the out oh, the window. You know, it's that like, sounds mm-hmm. good to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can hear like. Really far in the distance, I can hear like an occasional motorbike going like zoom, going past, going to Paris or something like that. And <laughs> imagining where that guy's going exactly. I don't know. When, you know, when you're half falling asleep or something. That sounds idyllic. It's, Very nice. It's really, I'm really lucky. And it's because of a, a really nice friend of mine who actually, like, when I was getting kicked, well, when the squat was actually demolished. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, like literally we demolished part of it. Like we tied ropes onto a part, a part of the wall and pulled the fucking wall down. And there was a one guy still inside his room. He was like, eh, fuck you. That's my fucking room. And stuff like that. And <laughs> Did you record this? Wall. It was like a, like a, an old, like silent, like a Buster Keaton. Yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing. It's exactly what it went through. Did you record, did you film or record yeah. any of it? Probably somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Probably have that. But but it was the best thing that happened to me, really, that, that 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 shit fell down and it got turned into some horrible hipster place after. Like, they just demolished all of it and made it into a kind of 
they made these kind of wooden shacks that sold like Foster's beer or some bullshit oh like my that, God. And, and had like outdoor raves kind of thing, and it was horrible. Wh- and so when was that? When when that was about six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so and and, and now in the countryside, I'm like. Actually, what happened was I was like asking people, oh shit, you know, help me out kind of thing. And people were like, oh, well, you can put like one box in my basement. <laughs> right, like right, right. So all Just my, peppering all my, boxes around the city. Yeah, yeah. So all my stuff would have got spread around even worse than it was before. And because I already had stuff in storage and everything like mm-hmm, that, like, right. the, you know, it got kind of a big record, not as impressive as your record collection great, but, <laughs> but you know i got quite a few oh, records I bet, and stuff yeah. i mean and you, like yeah and uh, then a friend of mine um a kind of older guy called olivier branger who's a really really nice artist kind of on the kind of art brute side um who came to like every gig and he was always the first person to come to the gig and like the first person to leave but um he for some reason he became a you know he liked me i don't know why he became a huge fan of me and uh and he sent me photos on some social media site that i'm not even going to mention uh <laughs> saying uh, like hey what about this place and he had this little house at the end of the garden actually and uh sent me photos and there was like these like dracula posters already on the wall and, wow. and like frankenstein dracula awesome. some jez franco movie stuff like photocopies like glued on the walls like wallpaper and perfect like, that's awesome and it was like looked like full of junk and stuff like that but i was like okay that's for <laughs> me gonna, that's yeah. my scene <laughs> <laughs> and like he's a total sweet guy like he refuses to accept rent like i insisted on paying the the bills like the mm. electricity and yeah. stuff like that and i basically pay the rent with my new cassette or something like that wow. so i'm like super lucky and I paid the I paid the electricity bills with like two paintings until like next December or mm-hmm. something. Oh, great! <laughs> That's so great. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And now, I mean, you've the first tapes were around 90, 90, 91, Correct. I mean, is that kind of how far back it goes? Yeah. And they were under E. Am I correct about that? They're, yes, that's correct. And then, when did Evil Moisture? When did that name well, kind of stick? The idea was that I would start the band name with the letter E, and it would change every time. It came from the battle. <coughs> battle. Sur- yeah, because yeah, they would change <coughs> their name all the time. Yeah. yeah. That was their that. idea, but then that got, and the record label was not okay with that yeah, idea. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to know who the fuck this record yeah, yeah, is by, yeah. right? So, but it, and in my case, it wasn't like that. It was just, I don't know, it just got stuck. And yeah. Actually, in a way, it was similar, but in a more low key way, you know, it's hard to make a new band name up for every release and stuff like that. And it's an interesting subject, it's an interesting topic to try and. You know, why do you have to put a name on something and how it mm-hmm. influences people? And like with painting as well, like giving a title to the painting kind of changes the meaning of the painting and things like that. And um, so I got kind of stuck with that basic right. silly name. But I yeah. disagree. I've I'm, always loved that name. That same. Was a, that Three was, fans of the name saying here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got stuck with that one. You're so kind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so was. I don't know what else it could have been. Yeah, like, uh, it certainly piqued our ecto, interest. Ectoplasm something or Yeah. I think Evil Moisture is the way to go. Now, so was, were the butthole servers now was kind of your path into into the you know no, world of, but i mean really. i mean were they were they a big a band that you were very into oh, I, mean, I, lo- I love that band and kind of took you into the i still love them Same. yeah absolutely oh we my god do. we love bubbles. but i mean so so what was kind of some of the first 
you know, noise stuff that you became exposed to? Okay, so when I was about 14, when I was still at school, a friend of mine, friend of mine's uncle worked at uh, Virgin Records, I think it was, or one big record company, mm-hmm. and he got, he was really into Chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And he, and he, but his uncle used to give him records when they came out, and, um, and he and he gave me he gave him all the Faust records. Oh, cool! Faust was really my first thing. And basically, what happened was my friend used to give me all the records that he thought were too weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome! <laughs> like, so that's I ended a good up friend. with like yeah. Faust tapes and Faust so far. Yeah, like this I have, is weird. Have, You're like, gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I began to have a reputation for like for other people as well. Like if it's too weird, just give it to Andy. So it was like, awesome. I got the white noise album and, uh, <laughs> just went all, the, all the foul stuff and, and all, you know, tons of kraut rock and, um, then like nurse with wound and stuff like that. And, um, and you were in the, but, but also like, like really important bands for me were like, like Menemonis were really important to me. Like oh yeah. From Fort Collins, right? The, the DYS. Yes. Yeah. DYS. Um, and I, I remember sending them a, cause they were distributed in England by recommended records. I think it was called or Aria or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know the, another label you talk about. And they, they used to have a shop in London where, um, you could trade records for wine. You could bring. You could, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you could bring like a bottle of. I I never really tested it out because I always thought, well, okay, you can buy like maybe you can buy like a shittiest as possible bottle of wine <laughs> in, in like a plastic bottle and go there and get like a fucking Mertzbau album. <laughs> Sorry to talk about Mertzbau, but like. Oh wait, we love Mertzbau. <laughs> it's not. It's not completely forbidden anymore. No, okay. no, not at all. No. Not at all. We still listen. Yeah. I, well, I fucking love Mertzbau. So yeah. do we. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So do we. I, I see the porn noise. Oh yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And there's the hybrid noise bloom poster right yeah, behind we, you. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. still we so, still represent. But like, so I'm an eminist, um Really, I remember going to. I used to go every year to this uh, folk festival, like a local folk festival called Bracknell Folk Festival. Oh, nice! When I was a teenager, and I had, I had a, like a boombox, uh, with a tape of like Menemonist's Horde album. <laughs> Great and record. I remember like setting up my tent and playing Menemonist's Horde, <laughs> and I actually spent most of the time of the festival because the music was so fucking horrible. Spent most of the time like hiding in my tent listening to this music. But I remember I remember playing Leibach as well when I was setting up the tent. And every, and there's all these like kind of guys with like long beards and <laughs> Yeah, I'm picturing like like the Ren Fair, like a like folk music people, and then you just kinda hanging out in your little dark tent. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love that image. That's wonderful. <laughs> on acid on mushrooms as well. Perfect. By the way. <laughs> so what led you to start actually like making your own stuff oh god um trying to sound different from everybody everybody else really i mean like i i played guitar i was in a couple of bands before that e tape that you talked about mm-hmm. i was in a couple of kind of school friend bands weirdo bands and i was playing guitar and i used mm-hmm. to be kind of good at like i was in this black band called slack bladder okay and i had a gibson sg that's what I said. That's what that's I said. Cherry red, that's great. Yeah. cherry red color, <laughs> and I was pretty good. I could play Twenty First Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. Whoa! For example, not perfectly, but I could yeah. get there. And you know, I don't know. And then I and then I got so t- 
bored with the fact that my fingers would go into the same positions, you know, blues scales and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I started getting really sick of music and I don't know why, but, and I started getting more interested in the pickups and stuff like that. So I started like putting speakers on the pickups and things like that and just trying to, you know, ripping all the strings off it. I didn't need the strings anymore. So then I started <laughs> building, that's how I started building stuff. Wow. Basically. That's great. And I had like an old, like 78 RPM turntable. And I, and I, I, oh, another really important influence, I guess, kind of boring to talk about, but it was, no. was, was non boy. Oh drive. yeah, oh, sure. I'm sure. Like the uh, really early non like blood and flame, well, physical evidence and bloody flame, uh, blood and flame. Um, and the, even before that, like pagan music, yeah, pagan totally. music. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so who were some of the first people you were getting in contact with when you started putting these tapes out? Okay. Um, <laughs> that Seymour. guy over well, there. Well, by the time this episode comes out, you will have heard our interview with Seymour Glass. And he stated that Evil Moisture was his, he said, Evil Moisture, band. Evil Moisture <laughs> and Masana. And I think that's a pretty, pretty powerful duo, uh, if you ask me. Oh, so, so He said Masana he, as well. He, he wow. said Evil Moisture and Masana wow. right there. I'm so jealous about the Masana part of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot should we not have told okay no you know what he said he said you were the only person he ever no, um and so, but, but, seymour is just standing off to the side listening to this yes, whole thing yes. right now yeah. um yeah, uh but, but 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 seymour was one of the first people you got in contact with then yeah him and ron lessard actually yeah. i mean what, what a great absolutely. duo what a, what a, yeah he's so, the tie um, that binds i think that what happened was i um did an ron was probably the first actually because i how did I think I found an advert in forced exposure for RRR, probably Very cool. or somewhere like forced exposure. I don't even know. And, and I ordered stuff from, oh, cool. from RRR and it was like a big box of stuff. Do you remember wow. anything in that first order? Is there anything? Oh yeah. What, 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 what we was must in that know. order? Oh yeah. Uh, Hanatarash 2, Hanatarash 3, <laughs> CD though, but the right. Hanatarash 2 LP. Yep. Um, um, there was a Mertz Bell t-shirt. Oh, cool. There was uh, some Emil Bolio tapes and stuff. Maybe he just threw them in there. There was like a Psychic Rally double cassette. Wow. Um, I can't remember the... That's, 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 that's great already. Oh, there was, was, oh, there was oh. a Carolina LP. Awesome. Yes. I just like looked through the catalog and thought, this looks interesting. This is, yeah. That's how you used to do it. I mean, almost by the name too. Like, oh that, yeah, that's a great name. I want to check that out because there was no other way to, you know. Mm. You, I've you, mentioned before. I still have my my triple R catalogs from when I started ordering so do I. noise, I and, and looking through them again now is so amazing because you it's it's like looking at an old magazine that yeah. ads for things and just what was available. Like, oh, that was eight bucks. Wow, you know, mm. whatever. Oh, oh, look at you could get all this from one place. You could get. Every pain jerk tape, you know, yeah, like yeah. it just oh, right no, here. Man, yeah. I, I remember going to Stallplatz shop in oh, Amsterdam, oh, wow. but when it was in Amsterdam in probably 93 or something like that. Yeah. And no, wait, maybe, maybe a bit later than that. I don't know. When it was still open, the, and the wall of the shop was made of metal. 
Yeah. And all the cassettes were had like magnets attached. Oh, no way. No. It's not, not very good for the... Probably not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Could you but play it? But it must have looked amazing. <laughs> it must have looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That and would I be bought, really cool. I bought all these Mertz bow tapes and loads of other stuff. No I, know, I know this isn't Mertz cast anymore. No, no, wait, no, again. Please, yeah. Like, this is all I bought them and nobody cared about that shit yeah. at the time. It wasn't... I mean, I bought like Kapot music. I bought, of course. I bought, I just, yeah, their stuff. And, but, and it was all, like you say, it was like, it was like three euro kind yeah. of well, I can't remember the currency at the time. It wasn't even yeah. euros then. It was like, uh, what was the money? Well, in, what, uh, what, you not, know, I not don't francs. I and would not lira definitely and not have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was I, all euros by the time we started going. To when work. I worked at a record store up, to, up until a few years back, uh, some uh, a regular customer would come in to sell some old tapes, and it was all stuff that he bought at the Stallplatt shop when he was over there for work in the nineties. And so it was like these like club moral tapes and stuff like this that oh, are just like club impossible moral. to find. And he's just bringing this stuff in used at the record store. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank yes. you for buying this right now. Thanks. I <laughs> need these. Like, exactly. I will price this. <laughs> I regret not buying all of them actually yeah. at the time because, and, and they were like, do you want to listen to them? I was, this is early Mertz yeah. ZSF pro, ZSF products. Yeah. Stuff, right. With like screen printed covers oh, and stuff so like that. So cool. And I bought like, I think five or six of them. And he was oh. like, it was, um, uh, what's his name? Capot uh, music guy. Friends Friends Ward. Ward, yeah. Yeah, France. And he, who thinks, who for some reason thinks that he's my enemy or something like that because of one bad review that I wrote about him. But anyway. <laughs> he, writes, he writes bad reviews about everybody. No, but he, he <laughs> has this little game where he says like, it, Fuck evil moisture or something like oh, that. I don't wow. know. I don't know why. We it's kind of funny. That. I mean, yeah. I, I like him, but <laughs> it's all but love anyway, here. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, now those tapes are worth uh, 150 euros. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Wow. And I, I did. I did actually sell a couple of them. No. What happened? I, I love that you had the forethought to buy many. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I wish I'd had the. It wasn't forethought. It was just I was the only one who cared about it. Yeah. It would have broken my wallet if I had walked in there. I mean, like you know, yeah. now, like can you can oh, imagine now, yeah. going to some of these yeah. places? Going, imagine going to Triple R in 1995. Shut up. Now, wow. yeah. like time machine style. <laughs> um, we we did an, uh, an episode with Pat O'Neill of Self Abuse, and uh, we discussed your track on the music should hurt. Uh, CD comp. Okay. And, and he, we were kind of discussing how you were kind of the stereo master and, and, and was that something? Cause and when I think of even moisture, I do think of stereo. I think of, was that something you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just take just, it, just take it. Just say yes. Um, but, but was that something just early on? You, you loved just manipulating the, the, st using all, the, the stereo field in your in your recordings. I mean, because I, I do think of you as kind of utilizing the the right and left everything. Panning, yeah. yeah, I had I had good tape recorders, mm -hmm. so which was stereo. Yeah, and, no, I do really like things that like switching. Yeah, like I built some machines that are like um, really crude. Like you'll probably hear it tomorrow tomorrow night. If yeah, you come along. We are awesome. hundred percent. We'll we be will at the be show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like most people do. Like left right panning with the mixing t mixing mm -hmm. desk but i really like things that just go immediately from one side to another right with with like i built these boxes that are like relays that other stuff can trigger and it just kind of cuts between one side of the pa and the other sick so it's not really about the space it's about the actual space like the concert space but it's not really about the 
space like on headphones it's right. different right but yeah well like because you you would, when you would when you would do collab like your your track on the stinky horse fucker comp is like it's you're in one side oh that was with a doc Quam, yeah and and yeah. and that's in the other i speaker. didn't even choose who was going to be on the other side oh is that oh really no it wasn't a collaboration it was oh i guess i didn't realize that. that was dave Smell and uh, Quinn, who chose that, yeah. But is the is the we like that style? I think I it was, was like the same length, so he put it with. <laughs> That's amazing. If the back to music should hurt. I just wanted to say your collage uh, in the booklet of the spe the special edition. Do you remember this? It's all never it's seen evil it. moisture spelled out. I've in, never uh, seen it. Really? I have one in the other room. I'll grab <laughs> we'll it. We'll show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks great. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's an amazing one. I think, but the track on the music should hurt thing is also a. A cassette that I released. It, it's from what? It's an extract from a an Evil Moisture cassette. Oh, okay. Called Compressed Air Hostess. Right, because that's the name. Of the, that's <laughs> a, yeah. That is the name of the track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow! Is the collab with Macro? I'm that because that's kind of that one's wild on the stereo too. Yeah, yeah. That's how did um, that come about? Uh, we had long exchanges, like mostly with Joe, actually. Joe Roma yeah. and Roger <laughs> Roger sent some funny shit as well. Like he I remember he sent me a letter on it was like on this old like Japanese paper, expensive kind of Japanese paper, written, you know, obviously handwritten. And he said, like, Andy, can I get another copy of your um Caesarean wind section cassette? It's the one that's got like a tape it's like a tape loop and a and a twenty minute cassette or something. Mm -hmm. Because I just Totaled my car, uh, smoking Aww. smoking weed glue, uh, laced with glue. <laughs> <laughs> so can you send me another copy, please? <laughs> Did you? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Joe used to send me these long fucking letters, and I got most of the Mother Savage stuff, just trading mm -hmm. and stuff. We got. I don't know why. And he, he really wanted to invite me to Pittsburgh, but I never made it. I don't know. And he was like, Andy, you can't imagine the sound of the, of the, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Like the, like the, the trains going under this underpass yeah. in the part of Pittsburgh near where I live or some shit like that. Like, this is the most extreme thing I ever heard. And, wow. And like, no, I mean, wow. I got along really well with Joe. And yeah. then so we, I think, but I think most of the stuff that we I used was from that um, Super Oxide. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you listen to Macronym for Super Oxide, it's like the source materials that came out after the collaboration, right? Oh, okay. Oh, and, you and, used Macro material as source material for your collaboration yeah. with Macro. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and then and then they kind of exploited it again and sold it as another thing <laughs> like they, as they do i mean there's nothing wrong with that you know, that's the mother savage way yeah <laughs> especially nowadays yeah um i think of e e evil moisture and the kind of stuff when you kind of think of especially 90s noise stuff you kind of you kind of look at something like gross on one side is this like very you know, meticulous, controlled, controlled measured, designed. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. on the other side of the spectrum, I see something like Evil Moisture as this very 
it's not precious in a way, or, or it's instinctual. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it I is. don't know. But I, do you, but but do you, but do you kind of know what I mean by that? Like where it's it's it feels mm, more a little more wild. And you mean the packaging and the and the and the kind well, of way you, know you do stuff. You want to know what happened? To be really honest, like mm. I heard Anatarash too, and I heard this Mertz Belt and Swimming Behavior of the Human Infant collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cut up, right? Mm -hmm. I heard this kind of crazy cut up stuff, and I also heard like academic stuff like Stockhausen and mm -hmm. things like that. And I bought this reel to reel, and I wanted to just try and do the same thing. Um, even like, um, oh, there's a load of other stuff, but I just wanted to try and chop it all up on reel to reel mm -hmm. and make make like music concrete, but like crazy music concrete yeah and that's, yeah so i know what you're, i know what you're saying yeah yeah there's 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 a wildness to it i think i mean that, that was just something i love which is about, great because yeah. you can pour over it over and over again and you're like discovering different aspects that you like like you, you should it be viewed this way should it be looked at this way and there's so many different aspects to check out like it's great hmm. are you the no i mean i wasn't yeah. trying to be like noise or anything. Oh, over. right. It was, you were just being yourself and this is what I, came out. I was just like, this is what I want to do. It's like, it's just, well, uh, especially in 90, spirit. there wasn't really a noise scene or genre. No. It was yeah. very, very, very small at that time. You know, people were trading and stuff, but like, it wasn't anything like it would be later in the, in the mid nineties or, or, or currently. Right. It wasn't, there wasn't a, a huge market for, I mean, I was, for this. I was like hugely inspired by, Yamatsukai, let's say that at mm -hmm. the, in the beginning, like Hanata, early Hanata Rush stuff, I, I was just like, okay, this is, this is kind of crazy fun, and this is what I want to do. And yeah, it's, and that yeah, it, do, now do you? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I wanted to make, I wanted to make like abstract cartoon music. That's what I wanted. To, oh really? Yeah, that's I love what, that. That's why I thought about it. That's how I thought about it. Ab you, abstract cartoon music. I know, and are you? the type of artist like can you when if can you go back and think about a tape that you did in 93 and kind of remember things about it or does it just it, do, i can do, remember quite well okay yeah, i guess it's what, yeah 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 like i know for like personally myself like i can't remember like at what i did last year you know what i mean like I, it kind of keeps going but you you kind of have these markers with in your release social situations i can't remember a right single thing. <laughs> <laughs> well like i said we were trying to remember when you know when was the last time we saw each other but you but you could remember yeah. like a tape you did in 93 oh and i can remember how i recorded it and well, that, well so the 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 uh, GAC LP, um, that okay. was, so that's that was, an interesting story. well, right. And so that was, I remember getting that and it was, if I'm not mistaken, the first LP yeah. of Evil Moisture. And I remember Correct. being very excited. Actually, I ordered it from self-abuse. I do remember that. Um, and I remember getting it and just loving, just, I just love the screen print. I love everything about it. What, I printed all of those covers myself. So it's, yeah. Oh, wow. Like I bought the paper and I printed them in a tiny, tiny apartment. I, I wanted it to be like 3D. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So when yeah, you wear yeah. 3D glasses. <laughs> but it just, it doesn't really work. But um, Have you tried? You did but, try it. But actually, you know, the guy who released it, it wasn't self-released. I don't know if you know that, but it was. Right. I was, cur I was curious about who actually did release it. Because forever I did think it was you. This um, guy, Jason Williams, um, Deep Kiss 720. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've, I know, I've met him. I didn't realize he put that up. Super tall. It's very tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really nice guy. Did you know that was going to be for an LP? 
Oh like, yeah. Like when you were recording it, it's like I'm recording this for yeah, a yeah. record. I have, yeah. I have the masters, like reel to reel masters, GAC side A, GAC side B. Oh, and that's it, cool. and it's cut up as fuck. I mean it's all reel to reel. Oh, all of it so is it's all spliced tape the, yeah, the yeah. reels wow even, I love even that. like in between the sort of tracks there's like um, leader tape wow there's like red lead you know that's transparent beautiful. tape or that's awesome tape. and it's all glued together now like I can still just about play it but it's all like you know all the all the splicing tapes yeah. starting to kind of stick together and stuff like did that. you record a lot on reel to reel yeah okay. yeah the first uh, like yarn flowers tape which I really want someone to fucking release on vinyl, by the way. That's all reel-to-reel cut-ups. Like, the, I'd say the first... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first, like, six, seven things are all reel-to-reel. And I still yeah. use reel-to-reel machines a lot. And that's so cool. And the GAC, <laughs> that's the one, too, that there's, like, a million tracks, right? Isn't it? I mean, it's, like, it's like 40 well, songs or something like that, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, it's kind of non-stop. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um but yeah, so so you were you you kind of knew. What, so did you c- come with a different approach, knowing this is going to be on vinyl? Or were you still thinking the way you thought of? Oh, I wanted to have the. I was. I asked the guy, um, like the pressing plant, what's the maximum amount of time that you can have on a record? Because there's these like Klaus Schultz albums that are like forty five minutes long on one side. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're great. Can I, can I do that? I was so excited to do a record that I, I wanted to just put the most possible into it. Same with the stomachache record that I did, which this guy knows about over there. What's this, knows about. What's the stomachache record? Hostess double, hostess double breasted windpipe. I don't think I know that yeah. one. What, is that a? Is that, is that a? Never mind. <laughs> but you know, actually, but one of the early even more. I don't have that. One Where either. can we find this? Oh, this is another one that was under the name E. Oh, That's why you don't know okay. It. You know okay. what? That, that yeah. Actually, one of the other the covers cool. One of the other even was things. No, it's a good record. I got early on was a thing that Starlight Furniture Company put out. Was that uh, oh the Draculina Princess Stomach Gas? Yes, which yes. I love that name yeah. so much. Yeah. Princess Stomach Gas. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, the double CD. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and you're just... I don't own a copy of that. Oh, really? You, I mean, yeah, I just mean, talked to the CEO he, of the... He did, no, he did send me... Oh, okay, because I... I, I, I forgot know. to keep one. I sold them all. I think I have a line to the CEO like, of that record. Wait, wait, wait. Like, oh, yeah. Card. Hold on. Is this, I might have a realization here. Did you run Starlight Furniture? Yes. Factory? Are you kidding? You I didn't know, know that. that. I, I, I knew never that. knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my friend lived <laughs> above this is that, scoop. that building on the upstairs of that building. When Grace said you... For years when I used to go visit, I would stay... I would stay there, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is Starlight Furniture." We are, we are pointing at Seymour Glass. Glass. Yeah, Seymour Glass. I, I yes, didn't. I never you. knew that uh, that that was okay. Seymour wow. Glass, the number one evil moisture fan in the world. Absolutely, yeah. no question. Also, yeah. a big Masana fan. I hear. No Starlight Furniture Company. The Incapacitants in Spite of Flaming Creatures record. The uh, Trance Allegory which is, Chapel, which is a very uh, good record. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Dylan Nyukis, in spite of flaming creatures. Yeah, and total the, respect. Yeah, and the fucking great record. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but you great didn't band. put that out. No, Mason. That was Ta- in spite of flaming creatures. Was like Dylan's. He pretended that it was his uncle, his drunken alcoholic uncle. <laughs> um, right, right, right. Because I released a tape, an, an IS, ISOFC tape as well. It, an ISOFC Evil Moisture collaboration actually called Ampex Motor Mollusk. And um, 
Where do these titles come from? Oh, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it, actually, is that true? Do you not know, or is it is it something that just is automatic when you are writing the titles? Are they references to something, or are they? Is it just? Does it just come out? Because um, your titles are incredible I, and insane. I don't know. I write my dreams down a lot and things mm-hmm. like that, and I like writing kind of stream of consciousness style, I guess, and I like just grabbing things from here and there kind of surrealist style and just mixing them together. Are you still an active dreamer? Oh, absolutely. What do you mean? Some people never remember their dreams. Some people do lose that. Some people do lose that kind of thing of remembering their dreams or it it starts to fade away. I I mean, people have said that. I mean, like some people I've talked to. I know people people who've never remembered a dream ever. Yeah. Yeah. So you mean people lose their ability to Mm -hmm. remember dreams? Yeah, Yeah. I guess that's what I mean. Because I I think everybody's dreaming and having crazy shit going on, but, but most people just forget how to... I think you know if you if you get woken up suddenly by an, when you're still tired, then you remember it, yeah. right? And so I think you can train it too. If you if you start uh, when you yeah. when you're in bed ready to fall asleep, you uh, try to remember your day backwards, like in reverse order from getting into bed, whatever preparations you did through the day, mm-hmm. and remember as much as you can. Then it will help uh, when you wake up in the morning. You'll be able to remember your dreams in more detail. I want to see mean going backwards. That's an interesting way. Yeah. Of, uh, for me, it's more about if you if you have a habit of writing them down, then you remember them. I want to see your dream journal. Like, is that published anywhere? Um, I have this. Bits of it are in like the letters page of this zine that I did oh. called Barbecue, Barbecue Humans. Yeah, yeah. We we're just awesome. looking at it. It looks beautiful, and uh, it's like just but I, but I kind of changed it so it looks like letters. It's very much in the. It's very much kind of in the style of Banana Fish magazine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. he, he's he's having a party. <laughs> <on that. laughs> so it's like Dear Andy, and then like, wow, some crazy stuff. So, so what what are dreams to you? Like, what are like? Oh, I think that we should, I don't know what they are, but I think that we should uh, bring them all and bring them all into this uh, shitty world that we live in and sink this fucking stupid ship, you know, like, you understand what I'm trying to say? I don't know. Absolutely. No, absolutely. You understand what I'm trying to say? I mean, I think that maybe they're more important than the waking life, you know, I mean, maybe we're... I know that I know that they change a lot when you live in different when you sleep in different places. Like uh, totally, like they do. here since I've been in LA, I was I had incredibly crazy dreams that I can vaguely remember. But uh, maybe it's a kind of echo of uh, all the people who lived yeah. in the building and things like that, and you're picking up on that. I don't know. There's lots of theories. I like about the it. concept of the new sphere. It's supposed to be like you know, like the air creating an atmosphere. The new sphere or the it's what's created by our thoughts and dreams. And so, like maybe it's a reverberation of the new sphere that we create with our minds. Mm. I uh, you know maybe people say it's, sleep it's a on fun it. far out as an expression like oh, I'm gonna sleep on it yeah before you make a, a big decision and. To me, that's because we, our brains are, <clears throat> I'll sleep our brains are solving the problems of the day and the things we're going through while while we're our body is resting and while it has a chance to not think about the immediacy of what we're dealing with. Like I'm doing a podcast right now, so my brain isn't processing those things. It's like when you're you can't solve a puzzle and then you go back to it uh, a week later and subconsciously you've f- finished processing it and you can it's immediate. You can figure it out immediately. And uh, so I think like yeah, well, wasn't it like um, there was this nuclear physicist uh, Niels Bohr? One of the people who started mm-hmm. working on the atomic bomb, who had a, a basically solved the 
solved the mathematical formulas when he was asleep. Yeah. And he woke up and he was like, okay, here we go. And That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. We, we always we always talk about the brain garbage men, especially if you've maybe had a couple of days of not much sleep. Like when we were in New York, you know, pretty much gotten four to six hours yeah. of sleep a night. And then when you get that good night of sleep, the brain garbage men come and clear out a lot of the like gunk. A lot of the gunk. Is that what you think? Yeah, brain, brain garbage, garbage men. men. So it's like a sort of. <laughs> scooping out like, the gak. I picture yeah. them as fraggles. <laughs> or yeah. the dozers. Yeah, yeah the dozers. <laughs> Dealing with all the bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> and then you can kind of come with a different frame of mind no i don't think it's just that i think it's something else i think mm -hmm. you can i think it depends there is all that mm -hmm. but i think also there's a another aspect where it's really like i've had other people's dreams by mistake i think really I like that i like that awesome. a lot and it, and they were really boring and i'm like give me my money back you know right. <laughs> Uh, dream stork dropped the wrong it, one it, into your head like public service announcement like did, yeah. did, if you had a dream about like chopping the heads off werewolves give yeah. me it back that yeah. was mine yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll exchange it for the one that I had which was about like a drinking tea or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's how extreme your brain is now. It has to dream about drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another aspect of it. Yeah, if you're kind of hung over and you dream about drinking yeah. pints of orange juice and stuff mm, like that. Refreshing dream. <laughs> I, I have the never-ending piss dreams where it's like, Me I too. have to pee. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> when, when no you're like, satisfaction. When it, We've you're never talked about this. Have you ever had dreams where it gets flooded? Yes, totally. <laughs> All the faucets are on. I can never <laughs> stop pissing. Anyway, up and you realize it's because you need to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. like every night for me. <laughs> I'm not joking. I drink so much water because you're making such excellent cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Good. I drink, I drink a lot of water throughout the day. I like the piss floods. That's wild. I don't have these dreams. I, I have to now talk to Conley. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode about our piss dreams. I have just <laughs> dreams about people pissing is nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when did Evil Moisture start playing live? Oh well. Um, Oh, that's a fucking good question. Uh, I think 91. So pretty early on. It was in this place called the One to One Center in Brixton in London, uh, which was like an anarchist squat. And in England, they had a law that like if you squat a place for 10 years, then you own it. Wow. An empty place. I mean, mm -hmm. not somebody else's place. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and these fuckers closed it down on like the... Like, like the nine nine years, three hundred and sixty four days. Oh like my god! 11, 11 Right, just the last fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cops came, but no, it was a cool place, and like um, Gaia Donadio and all these kind of this kind of crew. Uh, Gaia was Gaia. I don't know if you know her. Um, Hag Shadow. Hag Shadow, yeah. exactly. Uh, she's a really old friend of mine, and that whole crew organized stuff there and she, she did the red rose club in london as well after that so yeah it was like probably 91 and it was there was an there, oh yeah there was like a paul nomex installation paul nomex you know nomex mm -mm. he was like this guy that was a bit in the break core scene but he didn't break core he just did noise he had things like like a copper tube with like a, a mic on each end just feeding back into the PA just like like pure, pure, early pre yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh wow cool and um but way before huh? yeah no disrespect to prurient or anything of course and there was an installation as well like in the kitchen where there was like a tube coming out of the kitchen and there was people um amplifying the sounds of like blenders 
like making like smoothies, like vegetable smoothies or something. <laughs> and then you could buy it, but you had to stick your mouth in this tube. <laughs> Wow. That's nice. <laughs> did they buy them? Did people buy them? A couple of a couple of very masochistic people. Did, they were very remember. thirsty. Mm. When did you start doing shows outside of the UK, I guess? Like kinda of in, in Europe and stuff like that? Mm, probably Paris, I think, was the first one. Yeah. yeah. And it was some super cute girl who invited me to play in Paris and and I brought a I brought like she wanted me to do because I was doing stuff with computer as well at the time. Like, oh, really? But yeah. with like Amiga, Commodore Amiga computers. Oh, wow! I was doing this whole. There's a whole other thing, yeah. And I brought an Amiga and I brought a fucking TV, like <laughs> a TV and a computer from London to <laughs> London to Par- London to Paris, yeah. like on the bus. Amazing. <laughs> like, um, and yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing <laughs> because I did do some other. Maybe I don't know if you've got any of those. Uh, there was there's one CD that released on a French label called Deco, like back in the nineties. Uh, What's the CD what, again? Um, I'm trying to remember the title, <laughs> but it's all that all I kind so, of put all of that computer stuff on one thing to kind of here it is, this is it, throw yeah. it, seal it up and throw it away kind of thing. I mean, I really like it. Did you do? Because yeah. I know, like JX talked about how you know Franz Ward and that whole crew kind of brought him over and they did stuff in Holland. Were you, in, and you mentioned going over there, did the, did you do no, shows with those guys or oh, it was no, just, you were just over there? That was a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. You So you just went over yeah, there. Yeah, I went, it was with the, with my girlfriend on holiday. Gotcha. Um, Smoking weed and hey, <laughs> taking ecstasy pills. That's and, a proper holiday. So Mer, was Merzbao kind of an early of the Japanese and, and Hanada Rash, were those kind of your early Japanese the people that you started kind of listening to and did you get in contact with them? Or? Yeah, there was some others and I used to trade for Merzbow stuff. With oh, him. that's so cool. Oh, I, I love it. that. And, and he used to send me postcards. I, I mean, I can show you the postcards. Oh, wow, you still have some? Like, was, oh, it, have. was it kind of like the male art style? Was he doing like... Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so and cool. It was when he was doing the true romance. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful. So when he, he had like a sort of print goko kind of style like mm-hmm. screen printing machine or something so he was doing all his tape covers like that so cool. and he was making his own postcards and everything and the, i have one for the true romance which is like you know the colors are all a bit misaligned yeah and stuff like that. yeah and the print goko like, is hard to use so it's like stamp with his address like a, so cool. oh that's so cool we have, we have a couple like yeah we do right. actually have a couple right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. ZSF style. yeah. Did, did you go to japan then oh i I went in, uh, yeah, I was there in uh, 96. And you play as Evil Moisture? or was Yeah. It, yeah. And yeah. You, awesome. Who I, were some of the people you played with? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember so well, but I, no, nobody very well known. Uh, oh, really? Like, like, it was more like an art thing. Like, I, oh, I okay. did, like, an exhibition, and I sold a lot of modified toys. Like, I brought all these machines over with me mm-hmm. and did this weird kind of market thing. Oh, cool. Um but they paid the tri- this company called Uplink Factory paid the trip and uh, they're still going by the that way that sounds cool very cool and actually Uplink invited me again like it was weird it was really weird it was at some event called something like Cool London Days <laughs> <laughs> and the idea was that it would reconstruct like a market like Covent Garden in London or something like mm-hmm. that but my friend Junko not the same Junko from Hijokai yeah. but another Junko I'm still in touch with um really like she she was kind of between Paris and 
it was when I was already living in Paris, I think, or when I was mm -hmm. already hanging out in Paris a bit. She uh, kind of fell in love with me and she was like, okay, Andy, you need to go to Japan. Cool. And you're going to, you know, she kind of, she knew that it was going to be a fucking cool thing for me. And, and, and the other, the other, it was like five or six people. And the other people were like selling like handbags and hats and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was like me with all these like weird circuit bent toys and stuff in this really posh part of Tokyo. Amazing. Like, you know. And the boss of the company really hated me. I mean, hated that idea, mm -hmm. I would say more like, but she was so kind of powerful that, she, that she made it happen and everything. So I got. I went like first class in the plane and everything the first time. It was like posh as hell. Nice. <laughs> and then like the first night, right? You know Los Apson, the record shop in Tokyo. I've only heard of it. We've n the three of us, none We've of us have actually been to Japan. Japan, but I know I do know the record shop. It's about. like the best record shop ever, in, <laughs> ever. And uh, except of course uh, RRR Records. Well, well yeah. <laughs> goes without saying. But um. <laughs> They kidnapped me on the first night when I arrived, like mm -hmm. all these Los Apson kids. I'd never met them before. Mm -hmm. but, oh, actually, no, that's not true. Like some of the people who came to my first gig, like the gig in Brixton that I just mm -hmm. told you about. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two of these kids were there. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they they were like, I don't know how they figured out. Like It, it was some kind of connection with Hannah Tarash and stuff like that. Cool, cool. And they were like, uh, even more sure. Okay, we're going to go to this. Oh, gig. that's so cool. And then, and then the, the, there's something like... The same year, I think it was even like, I got kidnapped by all of them, <laughs> and they drove me and they got me completely wasted and everything like that, and it was just like, wow, I don't sounds know. like yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you ever uh, meet Koji uh, when you were there? Koji Tano, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, was especially the well, the, I think it, actually only the first time because I think he passed away after. Yeah, I think it's two thousand because the first time uh, I went there. There was like a gap of like 12 years between going back again. Oh, okay, so, right. And I think he passed away in that time. Uh -huh. But also, I knew Koji's uh, ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. called um, uh, Nagako Takeshi, who lives in, well, she used to live in Matsuyama. And she did all the, you know, the early MSBR records with all the melted rubber and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And she did all that. Oh, cool. And she, I don't think cool. we knew that. And she's like something like 90 years old now. And wow. she fucking rules. Like I went to her her place in Matsuyama in Shikoku. It's like in the south of Japan, like in one of the islands, like a volcanic island. She fucking rules. Wow. And she, so cool. she, she doesn't live there anymore. She moved to like uh, Nagano or something, but... She's fucking excellent. Like the front of her, her house was just covered in fucking melted car tires and oh my junk and god, stuff like that. that it's is amazing! Incredible. It, going, it, she's got she had like White House posters. She's like an old lady, right? <laughs> she's like seventy years old or something. When I was there, first of all, seventy five or something. She had like White House posters on the wall and stuff like that. And yeah, wasn't Chicago known for the the paper and the wax? The, the town, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 she was also like yeah. doing costumes for flamenco, like the local <laughs> flamenco group. I'm not making all this. <laughs> up. No, 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 no. no, no it's we're just, we're so, we're you so are, excited. You're yeah. filling in so many pieces to like the and puzzle. Just, it's amazing. We're just, yeah, we're, to, yeah, to, yeah we're just excited hearing all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. And then see right next to you, there's. 
Well, that, so that oh, wow. that's yeah. an MSPR yeah. that well, we think is, it, is that a macro? Oh no, it's not. Well, so, yes, no, it's a band, band production. Yeah. And the band, pa- okay, and the yeah. paper came from uh, Koji, and I think AMK did do the lacquering, but the paper came from uh, from Koji. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that was, that's what we've heard. There's some yeah, there's some Tape. MSPR on display in the room today. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> but she, I remember like when I played in Matsuyama, like mm. like well. Let me explain her yeah. house a little bit because please. oh my god, it, it, I'm so it's worth going into detail yeah. about this. Please, there's Matsuyama is a it's built on top of a volcano, right? It's a little mm. island, and there's at the top is a samurai castle, which apparently the shogun moved from the other one side of Japan to the other a long time ago. So it's like mm-hmm. a sort of reconstruction, and it takes like five hours to walk up it because. It, that's how they defended the castles and everything. Anyway, mm-hmm. her house was like so right cool. at the bottom of the, like the entrance to this samurai castle tourist spot kind of thing. <laughs> so she was like right in the center of the town and kind of a small town. And the place is like covered in junk and everything like that. And I just wanted to add that That's, detail. No, I am I'm, I'm so my, excited. The visions and, in my head right now are, and are we, amazing. And we did, a, we did a gig. She was so generous. Like she, paid for everything i was trying to i had money i was trying to pay for everything mm-hmm. but she was like anyway she organized the show like nobody came because it's oh like only the flamenco dancers came actually it's kind of amazing <laughs> and these kind of tall tall ladies you know and and she did this band called monster noise orchestra Okay. And they were all wearing like bio warfare suits, like uh, sort of silver bio warfare suits and gas masks and stuff like that. And Whoa. Um, the mayor, oh yeah, the mayor of the town, the mayor of Matsuyama did a gig playing like paper cups attached to little bits of wire with a contact microphone. Uh, why why we all so not exciting. to this Sounds awesome. <laughs> You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.